if you can ask a person about themselves, about them as much as possible and be as interested in them as much as possible, you're going to create a long-term bond and relationship with that person. Welcome to the Small Steps Big Wins podcast. I'm dedicated to helping you take control of your life. Together, we'll explore practical tips, expert advice, and inspiring stories to help you overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Making small changes is possible and can lead to big results. Are you ready? Let's go do this. Hey, Chris. It's good to see you yes, again. Yes, it's so great to see you. That event was amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was just so much packed into it that, you know, your head was spinning after two days. So for those listening, we were at a mastermind. When was it? Oh my goodness. It was like over a month ago now. So we were at a mastermind in back in September and, you know, for our, our group mastermind called Emerge. And yeah, it was awesome. Aaron Velke did a great job and we were just, you know, it was just nonstop growth. So uh, it was and, good and to connect to with the script you there. on you here, Sue, but I always love hearing people's takeaways. So what was your takeaway from the event? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. The biggest take, biggest takeaway is that I don't think big enough. That was my biggest takeaway. My biggest takeaway was I'm playing too small in setting my goals. I love that. That was my biggest takeaway. How about you, Chris? What was uh, yours? is to stay on the path that I'm on, but to continue to stop. I've, you know, I, I haven't seen any of any of my actions come to fruition yet. You know, there's a lot of things along the way, but not the big, you know, the big one that I've been working on. And so just to stay on track and it will happen. So just patience, you know, was the one thing that I pulled away from that. Yeah. Yeah. One day at a time isn't it? And sometimes we don't see it coming and it's going to come out of nowhere or it comes from exactly. a different direction that we didn't think. I think that's the, that's the coolest part. And it's also the scariest part because you never know when that moment is going to happen. So I love to let all my guests tell their stories and you can start wherever you'd like and we'll pick sure. up and go from there. Born and raised here in Portland, Oregon have an amazing family, wonderful role models of parents, still happily married, have three siblings, an older sister and two brothers. And I'm the middle child. So I was kind of that cliche middle child, <laughs> very adventurous, let's say, like to experience things myself uh, and made a lot of mistakes along the way, right? And I think most entrepreneurs kind of fit that mold, right? And went over to Denver, Colorado for a couple of years, did more studying, did more skiing than actually studying, came back to Portland, jumped into fire science, became a firefighter paramedic and was volunteering in that for a couple of years and was working on becoming a full-time firefighter, paramedic, and it was difficult at the time to get hired and ended up meeting this billionaire developer through a family friend and made a, a very significant career change from fire to, to real estate and worked with him for a couple years. And then 
I, I just want to pause you right there. So just snapshot that when you met that billionaire, what was it about him that made you decide to make the change from being a firefighter to going into real Yeah, so it was like just total happenstance. Honestly, we were, my dad and I were having some cocktails after a round of golf and they ended up, my dad's best friend ended up walking in with him and they sat down and joined us. And he was saying how everyone in their 20s should buy a fourplex and gave me his business card, right? And, you know, was telling me about all these projects that they're doing. And I was just like fly on the wall listening to everything that he was saying, right? With my mouth dropped the entire time. It's like, whoa, this is, I've never even met anyone like this before. This is crazy, you know, telling us about these amazing trips he's been on and right, which, which are all oh, that this that type of lifestyle allows you to do right and so i was like god this guy gave me his business card holy smokes he gave me wow. his business card told me to reach out i called him the following day he set up a two-week internship and then he offered me a job at the end of that and then three months into it i bought a fourplex so i lived in one unit and rented three out and it paid for itself right and I was like, God, this is easy, you know, man, you know, <laughs> this is the most money I've ever made. So it really opened my eyes to real estate investing at that time. And, and it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so in 2014, from there to now, what are some real estate endeavors that you have done that you didn't think you were going to be able to yeah do. i mean you know it's only it hasn't been a crazy amount right of real estate endeavors yeah you know i think the biggest one is this most recent endeavor that you asked he said chris you know you're ready right like you're, you're ready to jump in and i've always told him that i've wanted to become a developer and so I've been learning as much as I possibly can with podcasts, with books, you know, joining this group as much as I possibly can. And so he learned about, you know, everything that I've been doing. And he took me on his private jet last November. And he said, hey, let me show you what I'm doing and you can, you know, come and copy and paste me. And so they mm -hmm. are buying motels and converting them to apartments in opportunity zones all around the Pacific Northwest. After this trip, gosh, that was amazing. I got to go on this private jet with my mentor. This was so cool. And just jumped in, you know, learned as much as I could about Opportunity Zones. I never knew anything about them, right? <laughs> and met a good, actually it was through my mentor, I met my partner and we said, hey, let's jump into this together and let's do it. So we've had three motels under contract, which I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd, I'd have, you know, shoot, we had um, 110 unit motel under contract. It's like, this is more than I ever, you know, even considered, right? So we didn't end up closing on any of them yet, but, you know, we're that much closer to the finish line. And so I would say that's the, the like this past year has really opened my eyes to wow, you can really do anything you want, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It put, took you to a place you didn't think you were going to go. And you know, what's amazing about your story is that you're on track to be a firefighter. Here you are nine years later into real estate, and now you're looking at developing a, a motels into yeah. apartment complexes. What I love about your story is that you wound up in a place you didn't think you were going to be. And how often do we go through life and we think, you know, oh, I'm just stuck where I'm at and I'm going to stay here forever. And we have to remind ourselves, look at where we were a year ago. Look at where we were two years ago. And it's only because we take action, you know? So what are some of the actionable steps that you took in that time frame that moved the needle for you, whether personally or professionally, just some things that you did that stand out to you that like, hey, yeah, that was a game changer for me. You know, I would say continuing to maintain relationships long-term, long-term and, and grow them, right? And also expanding your network. I think just the old cliche rings true, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And yeah, right? It, I could probably do this on my own. It probably would take me 30 years rather than nine or 10 years, right? Now, I think I paused along the way and took some analysis paralysis over the years, or at least I feel that I'm guilty of that. <laughs> but when you can call someone on the phone and say, hey, I have this problem. I know you've experienced it. What do I do in this situation? Right. And so him and a lot of other people along the way have allowed me to kind of take those steps and, and learn from their experiences. Well, that makes sense. What what was something that you thought would be hard about investing in real estate wound up being easy for you? You know, I thought it was all going to be really hard. Like I had no idea what I was doing when I bought that fourplex, right? I had absolutely no idea. And Sean, my mentor, just made it seem as easy as possible. He helped me with a pro forma, told me about, you know, profit, expense, your, you know, expenses and Hey, then your debt service and that's your net. Right. And even, you know, on this, he's going out and he's buying 10, 20, $30 million properties. Right. And I'm helping him when I'm working there. Now I'm buying this $400,000 fourplex and I'm bringing in this profit and, you know, this pro forma to him. And he's like, no, 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 these numbers aren't right. Tweak this, tweak this, tweak this. And it was like, just amazing, you know, that he was helping me with just this, in my world, the biggest thing that I've ever experienced, the biggest purchase I've ever done. But in his, it was like years ago, right? So yeah, I would say just taking the actions and finding the right people to help you get there, right? So the, the, the hardest thing or the easiest thing for me was just taking that first step, right? And once you start taking the steps, then it just, it, it flows. It just keeps going, right? Because it's so easy to, to see the first domino and not the 10th domino. Although I like to see and like to get to that 10th domino as soon as I possibly can. Yeah, don't we all? I always say it's like we want to go from zero to 10 and we want to know every single step in between, but doesn't life just turn around and say, nope, you're only going to know one or two, three steps. Oh, and by the way, you're going to veer to the left and to the right maybe, and you'll still get there, but your path isn't going to be what you think it's going to be. And you, yeah. you always wind up somewhere else. Yeah, I completely <laughs> <Sometimes>. agree. <laughs>
<laughs> but what did what did you think was going to be easy but wound up being challenging gosh at least in for the most recent and i would say the majority right until and i, I think it's it's difficult raising capital right i've raised capital for almost all my deals and it's it's not easy you know you get people to say yes we're in and then they're not you know and so that that's been a difficult one and i don't know if there's ever a time when it's going to be easier until you know you're raising billions <laughs> but who knows does the guy that you work with find it easy to raise capital for his deals yeah. yes he has and usually most you know investors that have been in the business for a while they kind of have their their one maybe family office that that they work with that's their main funder right <laughs> and i found that with with higher net worth investors that are doing big deals typically they're working they're working with one or two you know large investors hundreds of millions or billions and they're kind of their number one go to and then they fill them in mm -hmm. with other What's the one thing that scares you about real estate when you do big deals? You know, like that? coming through for investors, right? So we always want to under promise and over deliver. And so we're very conservative in our underwriting and we want to make sure that we can hit the numbers that we are promising to and exceed those even to our investors. Cause you know, that, like I said earlier, relationships are the most important part of life. I mean, just life, honestly. Oh, yeah, all this money, all these numbers, okay, when we die, we're on our deathbed, it doesn't matter. What what matters are loved ones, the relationships we've built, right? And so continuing to earn that trust and build that with people, it takes a long time to earn trust and credibility with people, but you can lose it in a flip of a switch. Yeah. Let's go back to that relationships part of knowing people and forming those. What are some aspects of relationship that you find really important in what you do? You know, so I actually picked this up from the one and only Jamie Groomer. He mentioned, I don't know if it was, if it was on a podcast or one of our calls or something, but, you know, he's done a really wonderful job of creating long-term relationships and connecting people. And Jamie is the lead or creator of Emerge. That's the group for people that don't know, obviously Sue and I know. And, you know, he mentioned once you meet someone and you talk to them and you learn just a snippet about something that they do that they're passionate about, right? Send them something and, and don't brand it with your name or your logo, you know, brand it with what they're passionate about, right? And so if you can just pick up on the smallest things, you know, I've been really trying to pick up on things that they say about their kids, about something that, you know, their children love to do. And I'll, I'll send them a, a present, right? And it doesn't cost me much money. You know, you can buy things on Amazon for five or $10, right? And then send it to them. And, you know, it makes just it cements that relationship because it's saying that, hey, I am listening to what you're saying. And so just taking those small steps to build the relationships allows you to have big wins down the road.
Yeah, I mean, relationships are everything, aren't they? And it is an art form, too, to be able to form relationships, be able to interact with people in a way that is that builds that trust that you talked about. Is there anything practical other than, than listening and the gifts? Is there anything else that you do relationship-wise? Sue, you are wonderful at this, right? Of how you just continue to ask. And you're not focused on yourself, but you're focused on the other person. You are more interested in the other person uh, than yourself. Now, we all know that the most important person in our world, whether we want to say it or not, is ourselves, right? And so if you can ask a person about themselves, about them as much as possible, and be as interested in them as much as possible, you're going to create a long-term bond and relationship with that person. Yeah, that's some great advice. Ask more about them than you. You can learn some pretty cool things about people. So in the relationships that you've had, in the interactions that you've had, what's the, been the most interesting person that you've talked to? Gosh, you know, and it, it, you never know where you're going to meet someone, right? Or how you're going to get connected with them. So I love surrounding myself with big thinkers and are doing amazing big things that are just fantastic and down to earth people that are modest, right? And are fun. And so I had the opportunity to meet a, a well-known developer in Reno recently, and he is a joy. He downplays it, you know, he, he built the, the hockey arena, <laughs> right? And he is like the nicest most down to earth guy. And he's been, been helping me as well. Cause we've been looking in that, that market. And so actually I have an opportunity to, to go have lunch with him here in the next few weeks. Uh, Cause we've done a handful of calls and zooms, but excited to meet him in person. So, you know, I think it's, yes, it's important to know the right people, but also to continue to build those relationships and bring something to the relationship, right? You, if you're if you're always trying to take something from the relationship, they're not going to last long, right? So you always want to bring value to the relationship, however you can. And and some people always think like, well, how am I going to bring value to this billionaire that I'm going to talk to? Well, just asking questions and being interested in them is bringing value, right? You don't have to, you know, bring money to the table. It's just being that person that they can talk to. You know, I think a lot of times people, you know, put people with money up on a pedestal and treat them differently than they would their own close friend. They're people too, you know, and, and they're amazing down to earth and they just want to be treated normal as well. I've, I've been told by, by a couple friends, like, thank you so much for just bullshitting with me, excuse me, sorry, for just talking with me, you know, and, and treating me like yeah. a human being and not, you know, a person up high up on this pedestal. So, yeah, my, my first mentor was like that as well. We would just talk and he taught me an awful lot. Uh, I don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for his input and guidance into my life. And it started with one curious question that I asked him, you have really good advice there. You know, be curious and ask more about them than yourself. And you never know where that's going to take you. Now, if you could go back in time to your younger self and deliver a message, what would it be? You know, I love when people ask this question and I, 
I wish I could have told myself this years ago, but just continue to take action, right? And and wherever it is that you want to go, there's we can always figure out the next step. We always know, right, what that next step is. Maybe we don't want to do it, but just go do it, right? The worst thing that someone's going to say is no, or you get rejected, right? And just keep taking action. Would you consider yourself a risk taker? You know, so when we, with our financial, with our financial planner. <laughs> the, re the reason I asked that, <laughs> the reason I asked that is because, I mean, I can imagine some people sitting there going, yeah, but I'm afraid. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of blah, 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 blah. And, you know, taking action really does involve facing real or perceived fears that you might have about taking that action. So some people just tour de force through the fear and they go do it. And then others will just kind of dance around and play with it. Where are you? You know, in that? my wife uh, knows that I am the king of procrastinating and it never helps to, to pause and wait to do the difficult things that we don't want to do. Right. So it's always much better. And I'm speaking to myself still to do those things on Mondays, do those things in the mornings, get them done with. But, you know, I on that scale, yes, I am. I am. I am a risk taker. Right. And my wife is the opposite. She's more conservative. And so actually we work out really well where we balance each other. Each other. So you don't consider yourself no. fearful then? You just no, no. Oh, I am. Oh, yeah. I, I have fears. So what, so what do you I, do I with that? Still take the action. You know? You still do it. Yeah. Do you find that what you're afraid of doesn't really happen anyway? Oh, yes. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. So worst case scenario, right, is, is kind of playing through those issues of, hey, what could happen here if I want to, let's say, buy a property? Okay. And play this out worst case scenario. Well, if it's non-recourse debt, then they're just going to take the property back and you've lost the money that you invested in it. Is that the worst case? Is that terrible? No. Right? Yeah, it's going to sting, but we'll come back, you know, or let's say worst case scenario. Okay. I lose my job. We lose our house, right? Well, I've still got my family. I've still got my wife and my child. And we'll rent a place and I'll go get a different job, you know, like, it's, you know, so mm -hmm. the, the absolute worst case scenario is actually, yeah, it would suck. It would be terrible, you know, but you still have the most important people in your life, you know, and those are your friends and your family. Comes back to those relationships. Chris, I, in all my podcasts, I ask core three questions of all my guests. Yeah. So what's one book or podcast that's had a significant impact on Gosh, you? Gosh, so this is a great question. And I always go back and forth between a handful of books. But most recently, uh, Patrick Menefee uh, turned me on to a book. And I've heard about it for years, but just hadn't read it. The Alchemist by uh, Paulo Coelho. Mm. I think I'm saying that correctly. And there's so many amazing, you know, metaphors that you can pull out of that book 
for your life, right? So I highly recommend that book. I mean, you can read it multiple times over and over and pull different things out of it. So, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I read that a number of years ago, but I think it's getting pretty close to me picking that back up and, and reading it again. And actually my daughter was the one who introduced me to it. She's like, you have to yeah. read this book, mom. I'm like, okay. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it, 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 it tweaks your mind if you're not used to thinking that way and, and reading that type of story, but in a very, very, very good way. Yeah. Great book. Great book. What's, what's one question or topic that you wish I would have asked about and how would you have answered the question or expanded on the topic? You know, honestly, nothing. You've done a wonderful job of asking the questions, you know, the appropriate questions. So you do a, a wonderful job leading the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, as we're coming to a close, what's one small step that someone can do today that's going to help them change their tomorrow? I, you know, and, and we talked about this is just take the action, right? Uh, it, it's simple. It's not easy, but just figure out what that next step is and where you want to go to, to take that next action to get you to that long-term goal. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for your yeah. time. This has been a lot so of fun. fun. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. Sue, so how, how can people? How yeah. Can people probably my most used platform is Instagram and they can find me at the handle Chris Mers R-E. So that's C-H-R-I-S-M-E-R-Z-R-E. Perfect. All right. Well, again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Small Steps Big Wins podcast. I value your time with me and I seek to make every moment count. In order to make lasting change in your life, listening is usually not enough. So I want to ask you, what practical steps are you going to put into action today as a result of listening to this podcast? Remember, any step, any action, no matter how small, starts your journey to a big win. And if you're not sure where to get started, reach out to me and let's have a conversation. Until next time, love yourself, then love others. Peace.